BBC News presenter Sean Lee halts live broadcast as he struggles with sneeze. Elizabeth Hurley, 56, puts on a very busty display as she dances on the streets in the latest sizzling Instagram post. The Chase fans gobsmacked after mishearing players' favourite naughty hobby. Hello and welcome to Barely Contained, the only celebrity journalism podcast that in this mixed up crazy world is genuinely worth the downstream. I'm Chris Beckett and I'm joined as ever by Matt Withers. Hello there, Chris. I believe that's a reference to Culture Secretary Nadine Dorries. It is indeed. Yep, a reference which will probably be dated by the time people come to listen to this episode. <laughs> yeah, but, you know, what are you going to do? <laughs> So, Matt, have you got some uh, showbiz morsels for us today? Yeah, I'm going to start off with a story on the uh, Mirror Online. Uh, It's by James Brinsford, the senior showbiz reporter. So we know that this is uh, not a story that can be delegated to a junior. No. And it's headlined, BBC News presenter Sean Lee halts live broadcast as he struggles with sneeze. Well, <laughs> I'm already intrigued. I have to say, having read this story, um, as a bit of a you know listener advisory, there is a line in this that I would regard as one of the most ridiculous in the history of this podcast. <laughs> yes. See if you can listen out for it. Yeah, listen very carefully and see if you <laughs> spot this particular line. Sean Lee, who has struggled with sneezing live on air, was once again having to bring his live broadcast to a halt as he tried to suppress another tickly nose. (laughs) Another one. God, Sean, get it together. Sean Lee had to bring a live broadcast to a halt as he struggled to suppress a sneeze while reading the news. The 52-year-old BBC News presenter is no stranger to having problems with sneezing live on air. And on Tuesday afternoon, he was once again struck by a tickly nose. Oh, tickly nose Tuesdays. (laughs) While he is usually the weekday evening news presenter, on Tuesdays he appeared on our screens to host the afternoon news as news was breaking from Downing Street amid the Partygate investigations. Thing is, you don't want to get someone with a tickly nose on in in the daytime, you know, hay fever. Yeah, that's it. He really needs to be confined to the the evenings, lest his tickly nose uh, intrudes on breaking matters of state. Exactly. Dose him up on clarity (laughs) during the day and then unleash him. With news that Prime Minister Boris Johnson and Chancellor Rishi Sunak had both been fined for breaching COVID-19 restrictions, rules that they themselves had introduced. A little little bit of politics there. A little bit of politics. I was going to say, you know, maybe you could argue some more important stories. (laughs) Yeah. Well, that's not what we deal with on this podcast. Sean was bringing the news to the nation of the fines which had been issued by the Metropolitan Police when he had the feeling... He was going to sneeze. Oh, you just know it, don't you? Yeah. Yep. While the experienced presenter thought he could ride it out, the possibility he was going to cut loose with a sneeze <laughs> live on air became too much for realistic proposition. Oh, I, 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 I can't believe I didn't see this live. It would be a car crash. <laughs> cut loose with a sneeze. <laughs> As he reported about the controversy in Downing Street, Sean was about to quote Liberal Democrat MP Ed Davis, which (laughs) I assume 
is the leader of the Liberal Democrats, Ed Davey. Yes, I think, I think you're very much, very much right. That poor guy cannot catch a break. Can he? He, no. can't, he can't even get his name correct in an article about a man sneezing. <laughs> I mean, I think the pollsters say that that is the absolute point of, of, of desperation. Yeah. You can't get your name right in a sneeze story. They call it the tickly nose test. Yeah, exactly. He then had to bring a halt to the broadcast as he battled to suppress the sneeze appeared to be in vain, telling viewers, excuse me, I'm about to sneeze. Well, I mean, at least he was straight with them. <laughs> yeah, that's it. You've got to be on the BBC. Piers Morgan would have blamed the sneeze on someone else. Yeah, exactly. Stor- he'd have stormed off. Yeah. <laughs> and, and then claimed that the woke warriors don't allow you to sneeze on air anymore. Exactly. Taking a deep breath and holding his hand to his mouth, Sean paused for a number of seconds as viewers waited with bated breath for him to let it go. (laughs) Maybe there's quite a few viewers. I don't know if sneezing, watching someone sneeze is the same as watching someone yawn, but there could be a like potential domino effect. I think it might be like, is it ASMR that that, that people are into on the internet? They find it quite um, comforting. Okay. (laughs) Um, Do you get the impression, Chris, that James Brinsford, the senior showbiz reporter, is in on the joke here? Yeah, well, I I think so. Yeah. (laughs) Disappointingly so. (laughs) But Sneeze fans were left disappointed as Sean finally removed his hands from his mouth and looked sheepishly at the camera after the feeling subsided. (laughs) Sneeze fans. (laughs) And that, listener, is the greatest line in the history of this podcast. These fans Sneeze. were left disappointed. These fans were left disappointed. <laughs> and I just like the way they describe it. Like he looked sheepishly as though like he hadn't done what he he'd promised. <laughs> yeah, that's it. <laughs> oh dear. He told viewers, I think I got away with it. <laughs> the moment was then posted on Twitter with one viewer describing it as the most British thing I've ever seen. I don't really know what that means. <laughs> a man saying he was going to sneeze and then not sneezing, somehow the most British thing they'd ever seen. No, I'm not, yeah, I'm not, I'm not quite convinced by that. As the video went viral on social media, other Twitter users pointed out that Sean is no stranger to apologising to viewers for sneezing suddenly mid-sentence. Well, it's good that he, you know, he still feels the need to. It doesn't, you know, he doesn't just sneeze and go, you know, deal with it, guys. You're used to this now. He's not like coughing Bob Fleming on the fast show. (laughs) He has often seen the surprise of the viewers watching when he has the need to sneeze. And it's not the only time his actions have gone viral. And they mean viral there in the terms of, you know, being popular on social media and the like, rather than, you know, yeah, actively, like, worryingly viral. Yeah, spreading his germs around. Last summer, on the hottest day of the year, Sean was seen presenting in suit jacket, shirt and tie until the camera panned out at the end of the bulletin. At that point, viewers were delighted to see that he was also wearing shorts and deck shoes as a temperature sword. Well, it finishes. Do you have a story to sell? 
Get in touch with us at webcelebsatmirror.co.uk or call us direct 0207 293 Do you think that's how they got this story? <laughs> Somebody uh, rang up the news desk, went, yeah. um, man on the telly just said he was going <laughs> to sneeze, but he did not do a sneeze. Uh, yeah, I mean, it's unbelievable how you could find that. A uh, few comments on this. Um, the unlikely named Monty McGurk said, uh, man sneezes, world stops, heaven preserve us. Um, speakers I find, so you know somebody with a, a name like that is going to have something pretty controversial to chuck out there. Yeah. Spe- speakers I find says, looks a bit like Aid Edmondson. Um, is that fair? Scrolls up. Um, yeah, fair enough. Um, yeah, I'd say kind of a little yeah, bit. Late period Aid Edmondson. Uh, Yorkshire Lad 01 said... When that happens, it means someone above is talking about his future or the lack of. Not sure about that. That all sounds a bit sinister. <laughs> yeah, I've got absolutely so, no idea what that means. As those senior senior BBC bigwigs uh, are looking at his tapes going, you know, this guy's sinuses are a problem. <laughs> uh, finally, Jewel66 says, I never watch him anyway because of his nasal way of speaking. Oh, wow. Well, that was, I mean, that was very enjoyable. That was a good way to kick off the episode with the sneezy man. Chris, I believe you've got a story about the 1990s's Elizabeth Hurley. <laughs> 1990s, yes, indeed I do. And it is by Cody Bullen for Mail Online. And the headline, Elizabeth Hurley, 56 puts on a very busty display in a plunging black mesh dress. Black mesh <laughs> in dress? In a plunging black, <laughs> black, black mesh dress as she dances on the streets in the latest sizzling Instagram post. It's a while since we've done one of these kind of very traditional, very busty display stories. They seem to have gone uh, out of fashion a little bit. It's so good to see them back. Well, you say that, but our man sneezing there got uh, a grand total of four comments, whereas this one is uh, clocked in all... Already at 196. Yes. So, you know, beat that. Elizabeth Hurley put on a very busty display on Thursday as she danced around in her latest sizzling Instagram video. The actress, 56, flashed her ample assets in the revealing mesh black dress as she showed off her best moves on the streets. Seems a while since we talked about ample assets also elizabeth hurley actress i mean well not not for a while (laughs) not for a while i I believe she was in a very poorly received christmas netflix film last year yes i mean you know i also think would you do you want to show your best moves off on the streets i thought it was more you know leave leave them on the streets show them off in the sheets or something along those lines (laughs) Elizabeth looked incredible in the post shared with her 2.3 million followers, but joked that she was, in quotes, embarrassing her friends. Eh, They didn't look embarrassed. Um, Elizabeth looked youthful as she sported a bronzed makeup palette, which accentuated her natural features and a glossy lip. The model wore her brunette tresses in loose curls and accessorized with a dazzling diamond choker. She beamed for the camera while her pal operating it asked what she was doing and she replied, I don't know, in a high-pitched voice. This really sounds like absolute solid gold material. Yeah, I mean, you know, it's a good job that they're filming absolutely everything. <laughs> Elizabeth captioned the post, 
how to embarrass your friends, hashtag special skill. And now it takes an abrupt about turn, this story. Yes. I mean, it does, it does, <laughs> it does very much apply the handbrake. <laughs> it comes after Elizabeth was slammed by fans for posing in a holiday picture holding delicate starfish. <laughs> yeah. Not a euphemism. No, it's not starfish as in the kind of limp biscuit way. Exactly. She well, showed off the teenagers her... there. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> All those limp biscuit fans now in their late 40s. <laughs> she showed off her incredible physique in a blue bikini recently, but many have called her out for taking the animals out of the water as they could die. <laughs> I mean, that is an abrupt handbrake turn in, in the one sentence. Yeah, I mean, she's suddenly gone from dancing in the street to being a starfish killer. Yeah, it's gone in one sentence. It's gone from her incredible physique in a blue bikini to death. (laughs) Death of a starfish. According to World Animal Protection, you should never touch or remove a starfish from the water as this could lead to them suffocating. I mean, I didn't know that. Did you know that? Um, I did not know that. I, I don't think I've ever seen a starfish um, in, in the wild outside of an, a, an aquarium. But um, no, you should never take them out of the water. Not even if you were the star of Austin Powers 2. Exactly. Kids, leave them alone. In addition, sunscreen or the oil on human skin can harm sea creatures as every starfish is made up of soft and thin tissue and they can be highly contaminated with bacteria passed on through human touch. Incredibly scientific, this, uh, yeah, this story has, about a, yeah. a, a, a busty Instagram post. Yeah. <laughs> During the sun-soaked holiday, Elizabeth took great pride in sharing a photo of her, in quotes, rescuing the two starfish. <laughs> Found these magnificent starfish alive but stranded on the beach. They're now happily back at the bottom of the sea, <laughs> she posted on Instagram. Yeah, they do look delighted, to be fair. I was getting... <laughs> I was thinking happily back at the bottom of the sea, like, uh, you know, sort of someone who has annoyed the mafia. (laughs) I think no suggestion, of course, that Elizabeth Hurley put concrete boots on these starfish before uh, chucking them back in. She didn't didn't need to, Matt. She'd already like rubbed them with aloe vera (laughs) and sentenced sentenced them to death. One disgruntled fan wrote, they are extremely delicate and most likely won't survive once you take them out of the sea and manipulate them. <laughs> Any manipulation going on? You just killed those stars by taking them out of the water, another commented. Elizabeth slipped into a tiny blue string bikini for the snap, which revealed her ample cleavage and honed abs as she posed with a starfish. So many changes in, uh, in tone in this story, aren't there? And that is it. <laughs> Yeah, that is the story. That's the story. Uh, yeah, there's some good comments here. Let's have a look. Um, I like Always on the Run in San Fernando Valley, who says, which? <laughs> it's a bit, uh, obviously a starfish fan. And Green Peso in London just says, jiggle, jiggle, jugs. <laughs> uh, Jay Rocco in Nunya in the United States said, I would lick between her toes. Yes, yes, I would. It's quite a divisive comment, that, because for every pe- person who likes it, at least two people have disliked it. Yes, yeah, it's really, um, really divided people. Um, and Chris SS26 in the United Kingdom says, like a 
drum. I'm not um, sure. I'm not sure what that means. No idea what I've meant by that. <laughs> but it's got a lot of likes. So he's, you know, he's got a lot of likes. He's got his finger on the pulse more than us. And actually, he's. Uh, he, did you notice his address was uh, Smoggy Smogland? Oh, perhaps yeah. a reference to the Sun Tots cartoon series. <laughs> Matt, what are you going to play us out with uh, today? I am looking at a story on the Daily Star online. It's by Becca Barnard, and it's headlined, The Chase Fans Gobsmacked After Mishearing Players' Favourite Naughty Hobby. Ooh, sounds like a quite titillating one. Yep. The Chase viewers couldn't believe their ears when they thought one contestant told presenter Bradley Walsh that she enjoys a very naughty activity on the ITV game show. Is it plucking uh, starfish out <laughs> yeah. of the water, yeah. condemning them to death? Yeah, yeah, that's exactly what happened. The, the, the chirpy cockney everyman was like, what hobbies have you got when, when, when you're not doing the chase? And she was like, I like to go out in my bikini and slaughter starfish with my aloe vera. You can't, you can't really carry on after that, can you? I'm not <laughs> sure what Bradley would do. Yeah, I would love to see Walter's reaction to, uh, to that sort of thing. The Chase fans were initially gobsmacked when one contestant told Bradley Walsh about her hobbies. The X-rated comment confused viewers before they realised what she really meant. Okay, X-rated. Yeah. Callan, who told Bradley that she was a professional hypnotherapist, answered Bradley's question when asked what she likes to do to switch off. Right. The Cardiff-based therapist told him, um, I like cooking. I like gardening. I can play bridge. So, so she was based in Cardiff, but originally from uh, somewhere else. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, no, that was. Maybe. Viewers did a double take as they misheard her first statement and took to Twitter to confirm what they had heard. One tweeted out Did she say she likes cocaine? <laughs> Is that X-rated? <laughs> I mean, it's technically illegal. Yeah, I mean, <laughs> I, I, I maybe maybe it's me, but I, I kind of associated it with going to be something. Assumed it was going to be something sort of sexual. Yeah, well, that's that's your mind, Chris. That's probably that's probably your, that's your problem, isn't it? Another one wrote, "I heard cocaine the first time," while another agreed that it wasn't just them. It's good to see solidarity on Twitter. So, so many fights that it's good that they can all agree that they might have misheard something said by a contestant on the chase. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Despite the comedic mishap, some fans decided to clear it up and confirmed that she definitely said cooking. Oh, here comes the fun police. <laughs> Callan made it through her cash builder and head-to-head rounds against chaser Sean Wallace to the final leg of the competition. She got through with her co-stars, Seb and Steve. And between them, the team managed to collect £41,000. That is going to buy you a lot of cocaine. (laughs) Will it? I don't know. Again. Well, maybe not. I don't know. (laughs) I I bow to your superior knowledge. I have no no knowledge. Bradley addressed the gutted group after Wallace beat them with one minute and 41 seconds to go. He addressed the ladies and gentlemen and called their loss what we describe as a thrashing. Bradley Walsh was left baffled in a recent episode after a very unusual question arose. 
this is not related to the main story about the mishearing. This is a little bit uh, of padding. Okay. He asked one contestant to name how many bees out of the 20,000 species in the world are honeybees, to which he appeared completely stunned. The presenter claimed that he can't believe there were so many, as he thought there was just honeybee and bumblebee. <laughs> Little Bradley Walsh impersonation there. Nice. Jason Mark LeBert answered incorrectly, and Bradley told him there were actually 700, which he said he couldn't believe there were so few. Fans ripped into the chaser on Twitter, and one even claimed that his fellow chaser, Dara the Menace Ennis, would have known the answer. He was also called out the show and branded it an absolute fix due to a particular set of questions. Yeah, I mean, you know, the the bee the beekeepers they're going to be they're <laughs> going to be favourite for this one. Both, both contestants were caught by the chaser, and some fans said that the rounds were so so hard. While another asked what on earth the questions were about. The chase says weekdays from five pm on ITV. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. I mean, you know, you can't make everyone happy. Um, and there are no comments on that story. Yeah. I mean, I, I think it's, you know, cocaine, cooking. Yeah. You say tomato, I yeah. say tomato. Let's call the whole thing off. Yeah, we really should. Yeah. But let's, uh, let's call this episode off. Let's, let's do it. Yeah. Um, but it was a good one, I think. I think it was OK. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but should you wish to, uh, you know, get more, get more from your barely contained experience, I would recommend you go to our Twitter uh, site, which is at barely underscore pod. Or you can visit us on Facebook by going to barely contain the podcast um, and you can pick up some extra bits and bobs there from time yeah. to time. Yes, you can. Uh, highly irregularly. Um, and it would be just downright smashing were you to go to whichever podcast provider you are listening to this on, be that Apple or Google or Spotify or Amazon or whatever floats your boat. Uh, leave us a little review, five stars, please. Uh, and then just get the message out there. Share it with your friends. Put it on the information superhighway. Absolutely. Especially to all you sneeze fans out there. You know, this is the moment you've been waiting for. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. One for the sneeze fans. Exactly. All right, Matt. Well, I think that's us done and dusted. Um, so it only remains for me to say thank you very much uh, as ever. Yeah, it's been a it's been an absolute pleasure. Yeah. All right. Take care, Matt. Bye. Bye.